Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Oh, you motherfuckers. <laughs> okay. All right. Blue Magic. That's a brand name. Like Pepsi. That's a brand name. I stand behind it. I guarantee it. They know that even if they don't know me any more than they know the, the, the chairman of General Mills. What I'm talking about is when you chop my dope down, one, two, three, four, five percent, and then you call it the match, that is trademark infringement. You understand what I'm saying? Oh, what's up, last time? All right. Hey, y'all. It's your girl, D. Scott, and I am here live from one of my... ...on my Instagram, which is at miss.d.scott. So today is Tell the Truth Tuesday, January 2nd, 2016, uh, my second Tell the Truth Tuesday show of the year. And so we have Saladin that's actually going to be asking the questions while he's trying to film live on Periscope. So we're going to see how that all goes down <laughs> and try to attempt to do it again. Do we get it up and working? He's like, yeah, I'm about to do it right now. So anyways, um, today's a good day. I got some of my jewels in the mail, you know, so I was all excited about that. My um, my gifts that I bought myself for Christmas, they came in because um, one of them had to be sized and the other one had to be made. So and I'm a big lover of David Yearman jewels. So if you ever see me, you'll know that, you know, I'm I'm not much into like sentimental smaller pieces. I like big chunky pieces. Because Tell the Truth Tuesday. And it was making me think of, because one of the guys that I absolutely love the story of is Johnny Cash. And he said something very profound um, in one of his documentaries. And he said, you know, when he had to do the show, when everything was, was going to shit, he had married June Carter Cash. He had kicked, you know, his drug addiction and alcoholism. And um, he basically said, you know, a lot of times people don't know when it's time to exit stage five. And so they continue to put out work that maybe is not in their best interest or they're doing it just for the money. He said, I never want to do this for the money. He said, so sometimes what happens is you have to take a break, do some more living, and then come back, you know what I mean, with a new story, which is where uh, that song where he's singing about the empire of dirt and all that other shit um, starts coming into play because that was the song that he released after um, a documentary was done about him. And it was actually a very sad documentary because of the fact that, you see this man, he was 
you know, restrained when he was on television and they thought it was, you know, Merle Haggard and everyone else that was, you know, the, the, the good guys and it was Johnny Cash that was the bad guy and that was not the truth. So Johnny Cash is actually one of my favorites. So I actually bought a pair of boots recently because they reminded me of Johnny Cash. So they're like a three-quarter length black leather boot with like a little, oh, oh are we good? Yeah, we're Hi, Periscope. How are you guys? All right. So, Saldine, you ready for the line of questioning? Go ahead. Let's just get it on. As I'm drinking my Carmen here, if you want to know what I'm drinking, you're going to have to tune into Periscope. I'm at zero, the number zero, Fox Nation, F-U-X-N-A-T-I-O-N. Oh, and this is a nice Italian Carmen here. What's that all about? But I told you last week what this was about. Zero Fucks Nation is actually my baby. So it's Zero Fucks, Zero Fucks Nation, Team Zero Fucks. You can use any of those hashtags if you guys want to find me on Instagram, on Twitter, and probably still on Facebook, but I'm actually getting off Facebook. As someone said, I scorched the earth, but that's not really true. I just let that shit go. When shit doesn't serve me of any purpose anymore, I let it go. But Zero Fucks Nation is basically um, part of my brand where we're expanding right now. So it's not just T-shirts. Like when I meet people and they're like, oh, it's all, you know, you make T-shirts. No, motherfucker, I don't just make T-shirts. I'm a lifestyle brand. So everything that I do is about this lifestyle of zero fucks. So that means zero fucks cancer. That means zero fucks diabetes. I don't give a fuck about none of it. I'm doing and I'm living the best life that I can live and not giving a fuck about what other people think and doing what's best for me. You know, sometimes medication works great for some people that have mental illnesses, aside from schizophrenia and shit like that, you need your meds. But people like me, if I can do a matcha tea, if I can do, you know, some exercise and work and get those endorphins flowing, and I don't have to take medication. Zero fucks for mental illness as well. So Zero Fucks Nation is just a compilation of everything all in one. So it's the shirts, it's the hats, it's the merchandise, it's the lifestyle, and it's just a way of thinking. Right. We have All-Star Break coming up in Toronto in February. <clears throat> Yeah, yeah. My bestie's coming. And basically, let me just clear the air on that. All-Star Break, this is the first time it's ever been held in Toronto, which if you know anything about Canada, they're not real basketball fans, but they're huge, you know, hockey fans. But they've just started to embrace the basketball culture, which is amazing. So, you know, um, the All-Star Break for me, because I'm old as fuck, I'm not with the groupie shit, so I'm more or less into the trying to figure out how we can network, how we can, you know, get things pop in for the Zero Fucks Nation brand. So because it's cold as fuck, of course, I have to go up there with a bunch of fur coats on and a bunch of leather and a bunch of other shit on. So I'll probably be showcasing more of another side of my brand um, and just maybe doing a couple of giveaways. I'll definitely be up there with Clean Media. Shout out to Clean Media and Sergio and Mark Holland for making shit happen. We'll be at brunch in two weeks. So basically All-Star Break Weekend, if you think about it, is more or less a situation where you're going to have there's just going to be a lot of money in town. So fuck the basketball players. There's just going to be a lot of money in town, period. You know, I'm not 22 years old. I'm not impressed by somebody that runs up and down a basketball court and can shoot a basket. I'm really not. I'm impressed with somebody that can tell me how to flip my money. You know what I'm saying? I'm impressed with somebody that, you know, can invest in me in a partnership, in a relationship, not, you know what I mean? So obviously I'm not going there looking for a relationship. I'm going there to network and get my money. So, you know, kudos to the chicks that, are, you know, are, are not going to be able to make it over the border because they have felonies. Because don't get it twisted, Canada does not play. 
So you'll definitely, you guys, if you see me, I'll be hashtagging the whole weekend. I'll definitely be, be trying to, you know, rig Periscope to do it myself for the weekend. So I'll be streaming live from there. But also, I'll be doing a lot of my favorite eateries. So we'll be at Lee's, which is Sir Sir Lee's um, restaurant, which if you guys don't know who Sir Sir Lee is, he is the top chef that's at Frings, which is part owned by Drake, which is completely booked for the weekend. You know what I mean? I wonder why. Um, and so we'll be there. We'll be doing the traditional Ruth Chris. We'll be doing a lot of eateries because when K-Bug and I get together in Canada, it's just, it's like a, you know, it's like a reunion and we get to do big girl stuff. We get to do grown woman stuff. And so also to add on to what you were saying last week, how come we end up in these environments and people think that we're like fucking all these people is because when you're a woman and you got paper too, and you got a couple of coins too, and you can go where the big boys go and you're not asking nobody to buy your drinks and you're buying your own wine and your own liquor and your own fucking bottles, you know, that gets more attention than if I was butt ass naked standing there with grease and shoes on. So they're trying to figure out, like, well, who the fuck is that and what the fuck does she do? That she's in the same area that I am. He's snapping over there at the bar. Um, that, she, you know, that they're in the same situation that I am. So that's a little bit more intriguing than me just coming in there with my titillage out. Now, don't get it twisted. I might have a half a nipple out. I might be slightly nude, but I'm working. <laughs> I'll probably have a zero-fucks fingernail or some shit on. I don't know. But you'll definitely, you guys will see me. I'll be hashtagging all weekend. Correct. And those circles, hands down, hands down, and I'm going to name names. Hands down, one of my friends and I in Florida, we went to the best party I've ever been to in my entire life. Like, it could have only been better if Tupac himself had showed up in a hologram at Coachella. Like, it was like a music video. I've never been so drunk in my life. I've never had so much fun in my life. I was never happier in my life. I was never skinnier in my life. And it wasn't even that long ago. It was probably about, um, well, I have two experiences. So I have the one with the pool party at Derek Ward. Um, he was a friend of ours. He used to be an NFL player. He was a friend of ours. And uh, he lived in Tampa. So we hung out at um, his house, which his house is right on the water. So he has a boat and he has like, you know, his, his initials and in the, you know, in the, in the marble when you come into his house. And my boy KJ was there. So we go to a day party that turned into a two day party. And it was just the weirdest shit I ever seen. There was like, People fucking in the elevator in his house. Like, the interior designer was in the laundry room on the floor. You know, I'm drunk. I woke up. It was the first time I had um, chocolate Patron tequila. Was it chocolate? No, it was coffee Patron tequila. I mixed that with 10 other things and didn't eat. We're all in bikinis. It made, like, 15 magazines the party. It was one of the hands down. That is an experience I will never forget. The other one would have been in um, Mexico. We were in Cancun, Mexico. and um. I'm not going to say names because I've already, like, people that know me know this story. So we were in Mexico, and it was a time that I found out that this athlete had a very small penis because we decided that we wanted to go skinny dipping. It was a bunch of us. That's just what you do when you're 23, 24 years old. You just go skinny dipping in Mexico. And so um, I think it was Memorial Day weekend, so we were all in Mexico. And I remember going in the bathroom, and I had the hugest crush on Dorsey Levins, like, and he played football, and I only had a crush on him because he was really hot. I had nothing to do with the fact he was a football player. And Ray Lewis was down there at the time. This was down during the time that they said he had killed somebody and shit. And he's really handsome. He's really an amazing guy in person as well. And, again, these are just people that you're partying with. So I remember going to the bathroom, you know, pussy drunk, drinking a, um, a bottle of Grand Marnier. And I remember I had this crush on Dorsey Levin. So 
who's coming out of the girl's bathroom next to me but Dorsey Levin. Took a piss in the female's bathroom in this club in Mexico. And that was a great big deal. Now, he's not the one with the small penis. The one with the small penis comes later when we decided to go skinny dipping on the beach. And I'm, like, definitely afraid that I'm going to get eaten by a shark one day when I go skinny dipping in the ocean because that's what I do. Like, if you're in the Canary Islands, that's what you do. You go skinny dipping. That's, it's just what you do. So, and, and, you know, clothing is optional. It is what it is. And it's not no whole shit. It's just that's what they do in other countries, motherfucker. So I remember, like, getting in the water. I remember getting out of the water thinking, I hope this penis is going to get larger. Because if it's not, like, I, I'm going to have to tell someone about this. And it was just we're all just having good fun. And then years later, um, you know, and I don't like to say people's names or whatever, whatever. I only said Dorsey's name because I don't know him personally. I just had a huge crush on him. But this person's name, I do know him. And I know that later on in life, he ended up having some issues with, like, 15 babies, moms and shit. And I'm thinking, how the fuck did you get them all pregnant with that little motherfucker? You was pissing on your balls. I don't even know, like, who was fucking you? Like, I want to know. And then, you know, to make sure that I wasn't crazy, there was, like, little showers on the beach. And I was like, why don't you go get in the shower? So I just like to look. I'm a perv. You know, I'm just like a dude. Sometimes I just want to look at nakedness, too. I don't want to touch you. I want to look. It was too small. I couldn't do it. And he was so massive. He was so, like, ooh. You know what I'm saying? I was so upset. But I did tell somebody about it back in, uh, what was this, 99, 2000? Mm-hmm. But those were two of the best times. And then there was Bermuda. Um where a guy tried to hook me up with his son, but his son was subsequently gay. He knew his son was gay. His son lives in D.C. right now. He did, but I, it wasn't going to work out because when we're on the beach in Bermuda, and we stayed at Elbow Beach Resort, which kudos to them. If you ever get to go to Bermuda, stay at the Elbow Beach Resort. They're a little pricey, but a friend of mine, that's what I mean when I say, like, it's not all athletes. Like, his dad owned it at the time. Um, and it's an amazing beach, which I found to be, it's all private. One of Aerosmith's kids got married there the weekend that we were there. I went with my two white girlfriends. This is some years ago. And we skinny dipped there as well. And when you skinny dip with a gay man who you didn't know was gay, and then all of a sudden he has on, like, fuchsia draws, and then his lover comes out of nowhere, that's a humbling-ass experience because he was very attractive, very attractive. But we remained friends over the years. This is back when, like, computers were all vanilla colored. So that's about how long ago it was. But those are my experiences. No, I didn't have a gaydar back then. I didn't have a gaydar back then. And it was his dad making all the moves. His dad was like, yeah, calm down. Bring your friends. We'll set you up. And they did. You know, they put us in this amazing suite. We had fresh fruit every day. I was down there with my girl Sadie, my girl Dawn. We had an amazing time. Bermuda is one of those places that um, I found it quite interesting that the sand is pink because there's, like, some sort of organisms or some shit that are, like, dead so that's why it's like their carcasses, and that's why the sand is pink. So now I just need to get to Hawaii to see the black sand, and then I think my life will be complete. I got my gaydar um, probably in my mid-20s because I had partied at Webster Hall in New York. So, I mean, I, I partied with artists, and I find artists way more intriguing than athletes, like as far as poets and painters and writers and musicians, I find them, you know, less rewarded, but I think that they're much more intriguing because they get it, you know. So my gay dog, because, you know, a lot of people don't know I went to school in New York City. As soon as I turned 18, you know, I left here. I was gone. So I went to Pace University. And um, so my gay dog started working a little bit when I was at Webster Hall, but that's when people were openly gay. That's when they were like, I'm going to just wear lipstick. What's up? And then when I started, you know, going natural with the big hair, then people started saying, oh, you look like Diana Ross. And so the gays always love me. I've never had a problem with a gay. I love my gays. Mm-hmm. 
absolutely. There's absolutely several athletes that were on the down low. And, in fact, I spoke about the fact that um, – what was his name? He's a writer. He died. He wrote the book Invisible Life. Um, Elon Harris. Elon Harris wrote a book that was so chillingly – like, if you read the book, then you'll know exactly who he was calling out to be gay because the female character's name was Yancey. The male character's name was Basil, I believe, in that in that series. And it was the first book that I had ever read cover to cover, um, given to me by a man, by the way. Like, I accept books. I accept books over a ring any day. I love books. And um, and I have a library. Um, and so does my son. But I feel like um, there's a lot of them that you can tell are, are very gay. And um, your gaydar goes off, but back you know, 10, 15 years ago, that was just a thing that they traveled in their own circle. They didn't let you in. And I think now it's a little bit more acceptable for them to come out, not on some Michael Sam type shit. I don't think we'll ever see anyone. Like, I don't care what nobody says. Like, Odell Beckham, for as gorgeous as he is, he has some tendencies. Like, I'm sorry. Like, you can't be like, you can do whatever you want. But I'm just saying, when you're doing this shit, my 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 ex husband would beat my son's kneecaps and like he'd be like, Where the fuck are you going walking like that? And I just think he's dropped dead gorgeous. And I feel like if he's gay, just come on out, boo, let us know. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm gonna tell you the logic behind it. There is a very, very, and I mean, I would never say a bad word against this man. He would ruin my whole life. But um, my uncle, you know, my uncle Scotty, who I adore, who I'm always in New York with, that's who I'm always staying with. That's actually when I first moved to New York City, who I live with. My uncle's very handsome. That's my Aunt Joyce, my crazy Aunt Joyce. That's her son. So, and then my cousin Charles would be in Pittsburgh looking out for me. So I always had, like, security around me, you know. So um, me and my cousin. So, my Uncle Scotty had told me one time, you know, because rule number one was always don't be a whore. There's no need for it. There's no need for you to be a fucking whore. If you want to be a whore with one man, that's different. But, like, don't, like, set your whole life around the fact that you think you're going to fuck your way to the top because you don't keep no man. It, it really doesn't. You got to get in his head before you get in his bed. So if that means if you can get in his head within 20 minutes and you feel like you're going to have that bond, then you do it. Because, I mean, I'm not the type to sit there and say, like, oh, my God, I'm going to wait 90 days and fuck out of here. I do 100% long distance relationships. So 90 days, what does that mean? Like a thousand dates? Like what, you know what I'm saying? Like, what do you mean? So I remember one time my uncle was telling me that, you know, he was out with a a very well-known philanthropist and whatever. And this particular philanthropist was sleeping with another artist who was very popular at the time. And he said, you know why I sleep? He was a singer. He was a singer. No, he was a singer. He's a balladeer. And it's funny because he actually was recently on an award show. You were actually watching it with me. He was actually recently on an award show um, that he came back out. He sounds the same. He looks the same. And um, it wasn't Babyface. Babyface, beyond a shadow of a doubt, is not gay. I could confirm that very much so. He's not gay. In fact, he is the antichrist of gay. He is the complete opposite of a gay. Don't get it twisted. That's like saying Prince is gay. Like, you could never say that. Like, you could say he's a freak, but you can't say he's gay. So, so. This particular person told my uncle, he says, you know why I like sleeping with men? And my uncle said, why? And he says, because pussy has gotten so easy. He said, there's no chase behind it anymore. And so what a lot of people don't understand is that when you go back through Greek mythology and Roman times and things like that, like homosexuality is nothing new. 
You know what I mean? Like, what do you think those slave men, those Spartans were doing when they were locked in a prison with other men for five years? You understand what I'm saying? And it wasn't a thing of them so much. Um, sometimes it was just about power. Sex is definitely about power. It's not always about, you know, being in love and caring and reproducing. That's what we would have, you know, that's what you would want to believe, but it's not true. You know what I mean? So sometimes, you know, men do things just to say they can fucking do it. You know what I'm saying? Like someone asked me the other day about the groceries, and they said, Denise, why do you like, you know, someone to do that to you, like to, to eat the groceries? And I said, because it's a thing of power, because I feel like you really like me. Like, if you would do that, no, I mean, serious, like, if you would do that, like, just take your face and just do that, and you know I'm not going to reciprocate because you're a guy, and I wish you would ever toot your ass in my face to do anything, okay? Unless you was an invalid and I needed to help you, and we've been married for 30 and 40 years, you needed me to help you clean your ass or something like that in a tub, a sick bath. Other than that, don't toot your ass in my face if you're less than 100 years old. So I like it because I feel like if a man does that, like, I feel like you like me, you really, really like me. And what the fuck are you going to say to me ever in life? Like, I wish a motherfucker would. And if you want to go on my Instagram, it's a picture. There's a video of me in footy pajamas where I'm dancing around. And I'm like, I wish a motherfucker would eat my groceries and then try to talk to And I'm like, what? Did you say something? I know you didn't say nothing. I know you didn't say nothing. There's a motherfucker walking right now that did the dirtiest shit on planet Earth, and I'm waiting for that motherfucker to ever say one ever fucking word to me again because it's so disgusting that even the nastiest man on Earth could be like, yeah, it ain't got nothing to do with groceries. It's worse than that. Groceries is not nasty. It's natural. And this was back in the 90s. This was back in the 90s. And and it, if you think psychologically about it, it makes sense. Like, okay, there's a line of bitches right there. I know I can go fuck 50 bitches, or am I going to go try to fuck this guy that's acting like he's straight? Men are hunters. It's a challenge. Am I saying that it's women's fault? Probably. Am I saying that you should hold out? No, I feel like you should have sex whenever you want to have sex. But I feel like when you meet a motherfucker, and I, and I always say this, if your intention is money, then you've already gone wrong. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, 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 it's not going to work out if your intention was money. It never, ever works out. Ask Anna Nicole. But you can't because she's dead. I think so. And, and it's funny because even in other cultures, like even in the certain Spanish cultures, they don't consider if you have sex with a man being gay. I do. You fuck a man, you're gay. You suck a man's dick, you are gay as fuck. I don't care. Don't kiss me. You know, why is it a double standard? It's not a double standard. It's just if you suck dick, okay, and you like your dick sucked by a man, I can't do nothing. I ain't got that kind of job work. I, I, I can't help you. There's nothing I can do. What am I going to do? I, I can't compete with that. That's a man. Okay, just like you can't compete with a woman. You can't give birth, bitch. That's that's my gift. You can't give birth and you can't do a lot of things I do. Okay, so you can't be soft. How about that? You know what I'm saying? You ain't got no titties. How about that? Okay, so I think that um, sometimes it's, it's it's about power. Like there's just certain things that I would want my man to do because it's a power struggle. But at the same time, I feel like, okay, well, he did that. So not that he's proved to me that he's, a worthy lover, but just like, okay, I know I can trust them. Like, you're not going anywhere. Like, there's certain shit that I do that I'd be like, yeah, okay, whatever. Call me in the morning. Mm-hmm. Oh, you mad? Okay. <laughs> oh, I'm so upset, but I bet you you're going to call in the morning. 
Go ahead, have your pity party, have your temper tantrum and shit. I'll talk to you next week. I think they do. I think women are, ugh, I hate when they do that. I think that if you do it because that's what you want to do, and I just had a situation where I sat with a woman that I respected, and she told me that, you know, she had a relationship with a woman when she was married, and I don't judge people, you know what I mean? And I had ne- I, I would have never thought that from her because I said, I'll kill a bitch. Like, you can't get in my bed. I don't even want you in my house. Like, I don't play them type of game. I'll snuff a bitch. But in her situation, because of the way that her marriage was or whatever, they were experimental. But I always believe that the minute you are now allow another person to get in your bed, you're doomed. Well, all that threesome shit, that doesn't work for me because I feel like well, you need help. Like, you need help fucking me or something like that? Like, what's the problem? Because I know I'm enough for you, so you're saying you're not enough for me if you need help? I don't I don't need to add other people into the room. You understand what I'm saying? And so I feel like when females are doing it, I feel like they're almost being pressured into doing it because they think it's cute or they think that that's what guys want to see. Or now, you know, guys are wifing up women that are doing that and they're, you know, supposedly this, that, and the third. But, I, I, I you know, that's cool. They might wife them up now, but I want to see if they're going to make it for 10 years. I mean, because as a woman, what are you going to do, teach teach your daughter how to eat pussy? Let's keep it juice, right? I can't, bye, guys. I can't teach my son how to be a man. That's his father's job. That's his grandfather's job. That's his uncle's job. If I had a daughter, am I going to teach her how to eat pussy? No, I'm going to teach her how to be a proper wife because that's what I've been, right? So if you have this duality in a relationship and there's three people in it, now, a lesbian or lesbian couple, you know, I have that in my family, so that's different. You have two mommies, whatever, whatever. It's not a shared situation. I feel that when people love you, they won't share you. I, I just truly believe that. You know, and I don't think it's right. And I wish a motherfucker would ever ask me that. I, I To be honest, I don't get asked that. Because I'd be like, what the fuck did you just say? Mm. Should they ask <laughs> They could ask me a whole bunch of shit. The answer was no. I don't give a fuck what that. I don't even remember because it was that irrelevant and insignificant that if you ask me some shit. First of all, people don't talk to me like that. Like like the one time that somebody asked me, like, would you ever consider? I said, listen, I'm going to tell you this one time. If you ever ask me that again, don't ever talk to me, and I'm going to punch all your teeth down your throat. If you need help in the bed, go get you some medication. I don't need no help. I don't need no help. When it don't ask me to bring help in the room, bitch. Maybe you need help. How about I just replace you? How about that? If your stamina is that bad, then we can just get you a replacement. Be asking you no shit like that. <laughs> I don't share. Like, I can't. I don't even want to share my beloveds with air. Like, I'd be like, hey, why are you breathing so hard? I'm jealous. I'm jealous of, of molecule. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't want it. So. Um, I'm looking forward in 2016 to all the things that Zero Fucks Nation has to offer. Um, I'm looking forward to meeting new people. Um, I'm looking forward to new relationships because the old ones were fucked up. Why are you laughing? Is somebody saying something? Yeah, I don't play them types of games. I'll kill a bitch. Dead. Bitch could be male or female. Don't matter. I don't care. You know what I mean? I just, I feel like with the age rate being so high, like monogamy is the only way. Even though biologically we are not made to be monogamous, I just feel like you're a whore if you're not. I'm sorry. I know. Um, we have Zero Fucks Nation, which is, you know, all that stuff is getting relaunched. Um, the business is getting bigger and better and tighter. Um, 
I'm starting to sting motherfuckers a little bit like a jellyfish because they're not doing what the fuck they're supposed to be doing. So in 2015, I let a lot of shit slide. In 2016, I'm not going to do that. Um, People that owe me shit, um, people that were supposed to be doing their part and shit, and I don't depend on anybody, you know, to do anything for me, but if you tell me you're going to do something, you have to do it. Because if you don't, I think you're a piece of shit. So it doesn't matter what it is, you know what I mean? Um, In terms of my son, I have to get more um, rigid with him because he's at that age right now where he's starting to test limits, you know, and I don't want to cookie lines his ass. I don't want to Hakeem him, you know, but he's starting to test limits. And when your child is able to look you in your eyes, sometimes you got to fuck him up real quick and let him know, you know what I'm saying? And so I'm, I'm looking forward to being a better mom, you know, because there's always improvement. I'm looking forward to traveling more with my little one. Um, I'm looking forward to just shutting motherfuckers down in their tracks. That's what I'm looking forward to. I'm looking for motherfuckers that have to eat their words because I hope they're delicious. I really do. Mm. Um, I've been single for, like, what, six years? And when I say single, it means I'm not claiming on you hoes. I'm, I'm not claiming on y'all. I mean, so, yes, I had one relationship that was off and on for eight years, and then I had the situation um, this just past summer, the tryst. Um, but this year I'm just I want a partner. I don't I don't want any fucking problems. I don't I don't want you coming to me with all your woe is me bullshit. Just like I'm coming to you self made, I want you to come to me self made too. I I don't I don't want you asking me like some dumb shit like how to get your t shirt line off. Like you better be doing something else. You know what I mean? I, I just want to add to somebody, and I want him to add to me. I, I don't want it to be like back when you're in your 20s, you say you want to build. I'm not interested in building anything with anybody right now. Right now, it's about empire. Right now, it's about you have your building. I have my building. If we put the two buildings together, now we have a compound. We have an empire. So don't come to me with your fucked up shit. Like, I can't. I, I can't deal with it right now. You know what I mean? Because I didn't get this far by fucking motherfuckers. I didn't ask somebody for nothing, and I have no investors. I'm my number one investor. So at the end of the day, don't come to me. Don't ask me for money. Don't ask me for nothing. The only thing you can fucking ask me for is time. That's it. You can't even ask me for no pussy right now because I'm unavailable emotionally. I don't want to fuck nobody right now. I don't feel like it. You mean being about their business and not about these cats? It should, I'm sorry, it should always be like that. It should always be M-O-M. I'm a mom, money over men, always. Money over men. That's 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 my motto. They should still be a mom, money over men, okay? M-O-M, money over men. Listen, you will always lose men, okay? You will always, I'm sorry, you will always lose money chasing men. You will never lose men chasing money. That's a fact. Whenever I was always about my money, like being about my money is bringing me to Toronto for um, all-star break, right? So that means that if I just so happen to stumble across somebody that owns some shit or that's doing some shit, we could politic, we could work. I'm looking forward to going to Brim's Official, which is a hat store that makes amazing hats in Toronto. Um, there, It's a B-R-I-M-Z, Brim's. Brim's Official, they just opened up a new store. I think it's on Queen Street. 
which I party over on King Street West. So, I mean, I'm looking forward to going to the to the brunch and just politicking with those people because I feel safe. I feel like you have just as much to lose as I do if we get into a situation. So you ain't in here trying to, you know, throw drinks on my fur because you got on a fur too. You're not in here as a woman trying to throw shade at, at me because you don't know who the fuck I am, just like I don't know who you are. So that's the vibe that I got when I went to the Kentucky Derby. We're all sitting in the jockey wife seat. So I know that you're somebody, you feel like I'm somebody. And I actually met somebody from Toronto that owns an uh, esthetician business up in Toronto that does, like, Botox and all that other stuff. And she's like, oh, yeah, come through. So you, you're more apt to do favors for people that you feel can do favors back for you. You understand what I'm saying? And so in 2016, I'm calling in all my favors, you know? Mm-hmm. I hate when I see that meeting that says in 2016 I'm coming for everything that they said I couldn't have. Who the fuck tells me no? Whoever told me no? I want to know. I'll wait. No one. Who tells me no? You don't tell me no. That's like a disgusting word to me. Like, I don't want to hear that. You tell me no. I'm coming for everything they told me I couldn't have. Who? Because they mama. I don't know. They daddy got low side. I don't know what the fuck is wrong with you. You don't tell me no. Period. I've been like that since birth. Oh, what is that? It's like a disease. No. What do you mean, no? You know what I'm saying? Like, if I go in and my table's not in the place I want it to be, the answer is no, I don't want to sit there. If you're not going to fix that, I'm going to leave, then I'm going to tweet about it, I'm going to talk about it, you're going to lose business. So it's in your best interest that if you put me in a place that I don't want to be or you make me uncomfortable, you fix it. Just like if I make somebody uncomfortable or I fuck up, I have to fix it. You know me. I have shit that's within my brand that's set up. So that if somebody has a problem or an issue with sizing or they have to return something, then it's like, you know what, I don't want to lose your business. Here's some free shit. You know what I mean? I have that built into my profit margin so that I don't lose customers, you know? A business, you want to call it a business? They put a Facebook page together. They put some Instagram together, and they take pictures of shit on this fucking floor. Come on now, show the floor. They know. They'd be putting shirts on the floor and shit and be like, this is for sale. Like, fuck out of here. Why would I want to buy something that was for sale on the floor? You know what I mean? I don't do that. I actually spend, you know, in order for you to make money sometimes, you got to spend a little bit of money. You know what I mean? I'm not saying I got to spend a lot, but I do got to spend some money. Mm-hmm. Some of the women you come in contact with be having bummy swag and shit. Them motherfuckers, they just be happy. They just be happy to be around. Like, and yeah, that's great. You know, my friend's amazing. Of course he is. But at the same time, like, why would you, like, I wouldn't want to sit down with somebody like you and try to date you. And I was on my bummy swag. I had bum residue on me. And if you don't know what bum residue is, please do see my YouTube page at D Scott, D E E S C O C T. Like, it doesn't make sense. Like, that would be like me trying to date Rick Fox, which, let me just disclaimer this show. Let me just put it out there. Rick Fox is from Toronto. If I ever, and I don't even date older guys. If I ever seen him, I would probably not even know what the fuck to say. Like, he's so, no, he's so amazing. No, you wouldn't like to see that. I would be, like, completely vaporized. I would be like, oh, and I don't even like guys that look better than me. I really don't. Like, like he's so, like, but you know what it is, what I like about him? He's a good dad. Well, I won't say he's a good dad because I hate when people say, oh, my God, he's a good father. No. What I do know is that he's a present father. There's a difference between being a good dad and a present dad. So I don't know what kind of dad he is. I know he's a present father. And that's one of the things I'm going to miss about Facebook is that he was doing these videos live, and he would be like, 
you know, completely just green-eyed bandit in Vancouver, just, and I would just be like, and he's so pretty, he's so pretty, but if I ever seen him, I would be like, like, I would be stung by a stingray, and I don't even like pretty guys like that, <laughs> there's just something about him, because I saw him in LA, like, some years back when he was married to Vanessa Williams, and he's just so striking, he's so tall, and he's so thick, and he's just, the green eye, oh, I would be fucked up, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do nothing, I would just be like, <laughs> they'd be like, ma'am, you're gonna have to move, I'd be like, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to just put that out there. So if I meet him and y'all see me taking a picture, like, you know what I mean? Completely retarded. I, he would like, he would be like the antichrist for me. He's like Satan. He'd be like, I'm going to touch you. And then I would just pass out. Anybody else? I can meet my, I have met Michael Jordan. I'm like, I, none of that shit matters. You're all ugly. I don't give a fuck about it. you. Don't tip your waitresses. But Brooke Fox, I would just be like, I wouldn't even say anything. I, I, I wouldn't even try to mack on him. I wouldn't even do anything. I would just be like. I'd be completely neutralized. Yeah, I'd be completely neutralized, like <laughs> like stung by a jellyfish, like this. And he's he's completely not my type at all. I just I just like the way he acts, and I like his honesty, and I like that he's not a creep, and I like that he's present on his pages, and I like that he does allow us a little bit into his life, and I like that he tries to give his kids a normal life, even though they're not normal. You know what I mean? Like Sasha, his daughter was like playing the drums, and he bought her, like, a guitar, like, the same guitar my sister has. You know what I mean? And I like the fact that for his son, Kyle's 21st birthday, he took him to um, Vegas, you know, and hung out with him, you know, and I thought that was pretty cool because I think I'm going to be that kind of annoying parent with Manny. So. so if I get in a relationship, that's fine. If I don't, I'm cool with it. What I don't want to do is recycle dick this year. That's what I don't want to do. You know what I mean by recycling dick. You know I keep fucking the same motherfucker over and over and over for eight years. And the only reason I keep doing it is because I'm, like, uber paranoid. So I'll keep going back to Florida guy because I did, you know, at one point I think I was, like, very much in love with him. And I know he listens to the show because he's fucking he's a pain in my ass. But, like, it's just we're at a stalemate right now. And it's just to the point where I was like, I told you what I wanted, which was a ring. I sent you the picture of it. I told you I wanted a house you don't want to do it, then I'm not fucking with you. Why would I come down there and uproot my whole life? Now, remember, he's not known my son, but he's, you know, never been around my son. He's never met my son, but he remembers my son from when my son was two and three years old when I first got divorced. So you're going back 2007. So, of course, I'm very, you know, attached to him because he's such an amazing man, I'll say. But as a partner, I just think he's fucking insane. And it, it's one of those situations that, like, he now now he neutralizes me. If you've ever seen us together, you'd be like, what the fuck's happening? Like, we're completely – and he's an asshole, too. He's a douchebag with the nozzle. But when we're together, we're not like that. We're completely disarmed. My superpowers don't work. His don't work. And we just act like normal people with money. Yeah, he don't he don't have stuff with nothing. He's like, I don't want one, you know, I don't want one thing of oysters. I want the whole thing of oysters. And it's not about money. It's just about the fact that we work so hard. And then, you know, he came through when my mom died too. He made sure that he was present, and we weren't even speaking at the time. And so he understands the code, you know. So I don't know what's gonna happen with that. I just had to cut him out the other day. I told him I hope he died. Told him to rest in peace. Because, like, he's not doing what I need him to do. Like, I don't need for anybody to do anything. Like, I, you know, people are always like, why do you live where you live? And Niagara Falls, I'm like, well, this is my hometown. My family's here. But also, like, where the fuck else would you have me live? You know what I'm saying? I have amazing, you know, 
people here. I have a great vampire life. I, you know, my son goes to school here. He's getting ready to go to private school now. And like, where else am I going to go? I've not been summoned to be anywhere. I can go live anywhere. I've lived all over the country, but that's not the point. The point is like, if I'm going to be a partner with somebody, I need some collateral. And so our boy in Florida got mad because I asked for collateral. And he's like, I haven't even seen you in years. I'm like, it's been one year. And if $200 for a plane ticket is what separated us, you see what I mean when I say we're at a stalemate? Like, he's like, well, you should just come here. And then New Year's Eve, I get the, you know, you were supposed to be here with me. No, motherfucker, we were supposed to be doing a whole bunch of shit, but you waste time and I don't have time. I'm not a man, so I can't. I can't do your job for you. Waste of time in 2016? Yeah. Well, I just found out that someone got killed. <laughs> A girl got killed. Yeah, she, Um, I guess she had the dude. Waste of time 2016. If you guys are on my Instagram, um, at miss.d.scott, I actually did a video where I was like, um, tell him that you just love him so much and you want to spend Valentine's Day with him. And then when Valentine's Day comes, tell him you're going to be in Toronto working for All-Star Break, Waste of Time 2016. Well, you know, and I got a lot of likes, people laughed or whatever. But what people don't understand is that a lot of men got pissed off about that hashtag because, let's be clear, you motherfuckers started this shit. So when we reciprocated and told you some shit that we do to waste your time, then you didn't like it. And I said, the problem with men is that you guys have the inability to put the shoe on the other foot. You waste our time all the fucking time. Now, do I feel like a Florida boy wasted my time for eight years? Not at all, because he was seeing people. I was still living my life. I still moved on. But there are some weak women that become crippled and debilitated by this situation. I'm never going to stop being Denise just because you want to be a fucker, period. You want to go sleep with other women? Cool, you won't sleep with me. It's not necessary. That isn't necessary for me. Would I like some three times a day, seven days a week? Absolutely. But if I can't have it, then I will have none. And that's just what it is. And that's what my situation was with Texas guy, you know, which that's, you know, I, I, I pray that he's dead, really. I did. You know why. The listeners don't know why. So why don't you ask me about Texas guy then? What happened? What do you mean? Why do I wish death on him? Well, because he was supposed to be my friend. And let's just get this out. Let's just get it out because I know that people listen, being petty and thinking that, like, whatever you thought me and Texas dude did, it was 10 times worse than that. So if you thought, like, oh, my God, they had amazing sex, it was 10 times worse than that. If you thought it was, like, porn-like, it was worse than porn, if that's what you thought. Because there are people that used to see us flirt you know what I'm saying, online or whatever, because we were in um, various groups together or whatever. So it was one of those situations where I had not thought about him sexually ever at all. We were just friends. And, I mean, of course, I like the way he looked. He's a big, tall guy, but I never met you. I don't know you. Hey, honey, how are you? It's me again. I didn't bring none of my hoes this time, though. She's laughing because, remember, she was in here last time when I was at what's her name. Can we get another round, too? Yep. So... What ended up happening was when we finally met, it was like a full moon. It was all fucked up. I was in Texas bringing Boom to see his dad. And then, like, as soon as I met him, it was like I had known him forever. Like, I ran up to him. Like, I was like, pick me up. Like, give me a hug. Like, it was just, it was very fucking weird. Because, you know, I don't like touching people. And you know, I don't like people touching me and shit. And it was just, it was very odd. So he was in a situation where, you know, he said he had a girlfriend or whatever, and I said, well, if you don't give a fuck about that bitch, I don't give a fuck about her either. And I normally don't do that, but I really didn't give a fuck about her at all. 
I never seen you. Y'all motherfuckers ain't on the internet. I don't know you. You don't do my eyebrows. You don't bag my groceries at Walmart. You're not mingly at the salon. You don't wax my punani hairs. I don't fucking know you, so I don't care. And you live in another state, and we don't believe you exist. I believe that he made her up so that he didn't look like a helpless soul. So long story short, um, you know, we started some shit that we could not finish. It was very dangerous. I told him 10,000 times. I said, you know that this is like a speeding train, and, and you can get off at any time. He's like, yeah, but I don't want to. I said, we're going to crash. He's like, that's okay. I just want to crash. So what ends up happening is we crashed. And it turned out that, look, yeah, keep going, keep going. <laughs> and it turns out, are you getting him? We got our own little sommelier. Thank you, darling. Um, yeah, you're famous. You're famous. You got a nice butt too. And he's only 20 something years old. And I said, you know, you've been to a, you know, you've been to your wine bar too many times whenever you're like, you usually only are here in the summer. He's like, yeah, cause I'm in school. <laughs> so anyways, cheers to those that we lost this year. Look, 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 look. Okay. So anyway, so what happened was, um, I said, I don't talk to other bitches. So if she ever called me, I will kill you, like, and then I'm going to kill her. And uh, there were some situations that were hot and heavy because um, you're just going to have to ask me because I just, I can't volunteer that kind of information. You're going to have to ask me because I don't know what to say about this motherfucker. Right. I said I wanted him to die, but what does that really mean? That means what? No, I want him to be, like, permanently dead. Like, I, I was going to kill him myself. No, he hurt, like, my soul a little bit. Just, like, a little bit. Like, a little bit. Well, I don't really have much feelings. Like, Gary in in Florida, he can hurt my feelings because I feel like I loved him. You understand what I'm saying? And I feel like he was a part of my maturation process. He was a part of me getting through my divorce. Like, I'm getting choked up. Like, Gary was different than this motherfucker. This one was different. And I didn't want to keep him. I wanted to keep Gary. I didn't want to keep this one. This one was um it was almost like an accident. Like that happened twenty times. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was almost like an accident. And it went too far. So no, absolutely not. I didn't feel him deeper than Gary at all. Oh, I felt him deeper than Gary. Yeah, I'll say, yeah, wait, 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 let me take that back. Yeah, I felt him deeper than Gary, but I didn't feel the same way about Gary. I didn't love him. I probably could have, but I didn't. Our relationship was based on, um, we were like little kids. Like, not like me and Gary. Me and Gary had a um an innocence with us because we were just very safe and very comfortable and it was a very loving situation. And I, I, I never, I hurt Gary the most, I think of anybody in his life and I didn't mean to, but he hurt me like that too. This one didn't hurt me in the way that Gary did. He just, he hurt my soul a little bit because I feel like I showed him a little bit of my soul. You understand what I'm saying? So he's seen parts of me that maybe Gary never seen. And so you, for yourself because you're a selfish bitch and oh no I see parts of his soul too don't ever get confused on that but um I just feel like we just shouldn't have did that oh no I still would have done it Mm -mm. 
No, I will never be presented with a situation like that because he was the last of the Mohicans. The one in um, Texas was the last person that I, like, if I had to have a list of people that I wanted to be with or wanted to test a relationship with or wanted to be sexual with, he was the last of the people on that list because I really never wanted anybody besides Gary. So when I met him and I knew he was a real physical person, I was like, oh, wow, like, he's, very massive and he looks protective, but also too, it's a similar situation with the Detroit situation. My grandmother died the same week I was in Texas. So two days before I met him physically, we had known each other for what, five years, um, just, you know, other, other communication. But um, I'm, I don't know. I think that when I go through grief, I think that I try to attach myself with the most masculine person that I can find. You know, and I think that he was it, and especially he's so massive. You know, whereas Gary is 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 small, but he's brolic. You know, he's and trust me, I don't I don't worry about anything when I go out with anybody, but especially not those two. Now, whereas um, Texas, because I don't even want to say the motherfucker's name, Texas was a big guy. Like you're talking about, like he would scrape that doorway coming through. Like that's how like he's just he's a big guy. He looks intimidating, and he was intimidating. So I I get a kick out of that. You know, because then I don't have to act a fucking fool. You know, whereas when I go out with Gary, you know, Gary's like, I didn't reserve this table. Like, he's very, like, you know, I didn't reserve this table. He's very quick-witted and he's very, like, short-tempered. But he's like, these are this is not what I ordered. And they respond to him because he's powerful because of who he is, not how he looks. You understand what I'm saying? So there's a difference. So I definitely loved Gary. I didn't love um, Texas, but I could have. I could have. I, I ain't going to lie. Of course I wish death on him. I really don't give a fuck. I really don't. Look, I really, I don't care. I hope that every day you wake up in your mediocre life and you think about all the great times we had and realize that you can't duplicate that and that is your punishment. So I don't give a fuck. A hundred? You know. Mm-mm. In Florida. And she don't cook. She wasn't sucking dick. She wasn't doing shit. You understand what I'm saying? You can't form a relationship like that if you're not cooking and sucking dick. I'm sorry. You just can't. And since we said we was going to keep it 100, let's keep it all the way 100. You understand what I'm saying? There's a difference between being a nasty motherfucker and being a sensual motherfucker. And so I, oh, and trust me, Texas will tell you, I had not been with anybody since Gary. So, you know, I know, like, Gary would be like, yeah, right. But then again, like, his ego won't allow him to think that. And I think that that's why Gary's mad at me right now because he's like, you fucking some dude. But he will never. This is how much of a, a regal motherfucker he is. He will never. There you go. He will never acknowledge. He doesn't. He does not acknowledge the help. Exactly. <laughs> he's never going to be like, you. What he did say to me, New Year's Eve, was he was like, you choose. Like, he came out of the blue. You could just tell he was mad. And he was just like, you choose to deal with subpar lame motherfuckers. And that's why you end up in these fucking situations that you're in. I said, oh, 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 like you've never dealt with a whore before. Shut up. It's like dating yourself. You know what I'm saying? Which is why I mean, we're very close. But, um, 
I could do without Texas. I mean, he could be dead, and I wouldn't even give a fish fry for his, his burial. But that's because I think that he hurt me because it wasn't supposed to be that way. With Gary, I expect certain shit. With him, this one, I didn't expect that. And like that, like you being messy and your girlfriend fucking texting me pictures of y'all in the same place that we ate and you took me when I was there. And no, I didn't expect that you were going to send me this long text message after I'm working seven days a week. And I'm thinking that the message was an apology to me, but it really, now that I think about it, was an apology to her. And then you're emailing me from your job and shit, pictures of y'all. Like, I don't give a fuck about this motherfucker. All you did was make me more able to identify this motherfucker. And truth be told, she looked like the lead singer from the fucking Gap Band. Like, get the fuck out of here. Don't send me no shit like that. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to see that. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't do that. You know, and then it makes me feel like then with the situation that happened with Jahari, our mutual friend, so I thought, and then she hung out with him, and I'm just like, what well, did you, like, I don't, I don't do that. One thing about Gary, Gary don't play them games. He knows I'll kill everybody. Every, I don't give a fuck. I told him, I said, if you want to go get married, that's fine. I'm just going to show up in, in the, with the, with the picket sign. Mm-mm. With a sign that say, I was here first, cut it out. You know what I mean? So I think that maybe one day, like, my thing is this, like, I, I sometimes I want kids but I would only want him to Gary. Sometimes I want to get married, but it would only be to Gary. So whoever comes along, it's very unfortunate that you have to knock him off, not even the pedestal or the throne, but you have to knock him out of the way because he effortlessly is the way that he is. He's a motherfucker. I can't stand him. Like, we're not even speaking. We don't speak. But I have to give him the respect to say he's never laid a hand on me, he's never disappointed me, and he was always exactly who the fuck he said he was. You got to get a motherfucker to credit for that. Whereas Texas, dude, you're not who you said you were. And so for me, that's very dangerous. I can never, if I seen, if he was to walk in here right now, I would tear up this whole bar trying to get to him the way I was at my mother's funeral. I will put my hands on him. Okay? Because that's how angry I am. That's how angry I am that you felt that you needed to do that to me. So what did you feel like? Okay, so I, I feel like. I'm the lion, and he, like, subdued me, and then he's, like, standing on top of my carcass, like, you know, like a hunter. Like, I feel like you were a big game hunter. You got the big game, and now you can go on with your life. Well, bitch, I hope you die. That's what I hope. I don't hope Gary dies, though. I used to, but I don't anymore because I understand him. I don't understand these lies. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't understand a liar-ass motherfucker. I, I just don't get it. Like, who the fuck am I that you need to lie to me? Just tell me the truth. Yeah, I feel like, God, oh, my God, beyond bold-faced liars. Like, and I don't get it because it's just like, I'm not going to lie to you. You know what I told a guy the other day? The guy the other day, he says, you should let me take you home. I said, why? So I can kill you? He goes, I'm ready to die for you. What the fuck? I can't make this shit up. I swear to God, there were witnesses and everything. One time we were in Atlanta, I told this guy, I said, listen, I just got out of prison. He goes, for what? I go, murdering someone. He goes, listen, don't stab me, but I'll let you shoot me. I swear to God, I can't make this shit up. Now, I've not been to prison for killing someone. But what I'm saying is, is like, these men don't care. That's what they say. It could be true. I don't know. Okay, so I don't know. I don't know. All I know, I'm terrible. I even told the guy, I said, I'm I'm a pillow princess. I just lay there like this. He goes, you won't lay there with me? I was like, no, for real. I'm just going to lay there like this and fall asleep. He's like, you're not going to do that. I'm like, I swear to God, I will. You don't want to have sex with me. I'm terrible. Look. <laughs> for sure. Women are liars, too. 
I, I call it the white pillowcase test. Go take a white pillowcase and just put it on the side of their face. And if you pull back and you can see their whole face print, they're a liar. You can't trust them. Mm-mm. Well, we got about five minutes left in the show. What's something that you, you really want to ask that might be salacious and uh, fucked up or my opinion on something before we play my tribute to my boy? Well, okay. Okay. At first, I thought I was like, okay, 50. Well, at first, it was like 20. So I was like, okay, 20 women. Okay, they're not all lying. Then we see the, um, what is the show called the uh, something angels, where the, the white guy was found out to have been molesting um, children. Um, yeah, how come he wasn't arrested? So my son, my 11-year-old, said something so profound the other day, and he says, Mommy, how are they going to arrest Bill Cosby and they don't have any physical evidence? Think about it. It's 20 years old. Now, I feel, do I think that he was a sexual man? Absolutely. But do I think that in 1965 and 1975 that you raped a gang of white women and they didn't lynch you? No, I I, I don't believe that. Um, Do I believe that, oh, and I just hate to say this, do I believe that you knew that he was on television or on whatever show he was in that was still in black and white and you went and you partied with someone and perhaps maybe had sex? I do believe that. Do I believe that he's a sexual deviant? Perhaps. Do I believe that Camille should be called to the stand when every other murderer in the United States of America, their wife is never called to the stand? Yeah. You're not you're if you're married, why do you think that people in jail hurry up and get married because the wife can't testify against the husband? You didn't know that? You didn't know that? Are you kidding me? See, if you was a wife, if you was a wife, you would know that. That's another reason why a lot of people hurry up and get married before they're going to jail because the wife usually cannot testify against the husband. That's even in a murder case. So you're going to persecute this man on a um charge that can't be proved and the statute of limitations is damn near up. So I just feel, I'm not saying he did or didn't do it. I'm just saying the entire thing was handled wrong. If you would have raped me, bitch, I'd have been like, rape, rape, oh my God. <laughs> like it would have not been a secret for 20 motherfucking years and you would have had to fucking pay me for 20 years. I would have had receipts. And then even still, even with the receipts, it should have been a situation where you ruined everything. That's a situation where you'd be like, that motherfucker be raping people. Hello? Hey, Mr. Bill Cosby, you be raping people. But that never happened. So I, I just, just based on what my 11-year-old says, mommy, there's no evidence. You know, so yeah, 50 people can come forward. Yeah, 6 million people fucking were against the Jews, too, because of Hitler. So now what? All right, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. We will be back next Monday, and then next Tuesday we're going to do another television. Make sure you go on www.stayinyourlane123.com. Thank you guys so much for listening. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere 
and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.